49er faithful, and I don't use that term lightly, considering the state of this organization. It is 49ers fangirl Tracy here with SoCali Steph. Hey, Steph. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Oh, I'm just fantastic. Just, <laughs> just, just fabulous. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. It's just, you know, the day after the loss. <laughs> the day after yet another loss, I think, is an also a fair way to put it. Yeah, the day after yet another loss. <laughs> oh, bless it. Um, bless it. They are just the worst. I mean, they really are. They are the worst. They are, I, I would say this is, at least in my tenure as a 49 fan, so like pre, or from as long as I know about the 49ers, pre-80s, I think this is probably the worst team I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking back and, you know, just with my age and as long as I've been following the 49ers and following them closely as I, as I do, you know, in general, as a, you know, I'd like to consider myself a pretty diehard fan. You know, I was thinking even the Singletary days were better and that's saying something because it was awful, you know, like there was just so much wrong with those teams, but this team, you know, uh, it's even hard to say like what's going on. And I think I, well, I think everybody and their brother saw my tweet to Jed York about the house cleaning because I really feel like that's really what is necessary at this point was it's a total house clean they just have to start from scratch at this point and that's going to be a long road I mean they all need to go I don't know if a team has every ever cut every single player at the end of the season and <laughs> started over but I don't I don't think it's a terrible idea I mean, at the moment, well, I'm not talking about the necessarily like all the players. No, I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just adding that. <laughs> I know what I, you know, and I, you know, I'm trying, trying to find silver linings, like week after week. And last week we talked to Cam Inman, and you know, he got my hopes up, and I was like, gosh, I'm so dumb to like always think, you know, they, oh, they can win one more game, and I, I honestly don't know if they can do it, and that's that's awful, you know, I. I really thought they could at least win one. And I felt like it was doable. Like, they could beat them, you know. But it's just the whole, their their whole spirit, the whole soul of that team is gone. There's just nothing there. There's, and it's hard to root for. You know what, that's, I think, you, I think you've hit on it. It's, there is nothing there. It does feel soulless. They go out there, and it's like every week it's the same thing. They go out. And they play well for like a quarter, a quarter and a half. And you think, okay, maybe they can pull it out this week. And then something goes wrong and the entire team falls apart. And then by like the third quarter, the defense is exhausted, bored, wants to go home. I don't know what. Um, and I'm not, and, and I don't mean that as a knock on the players. I really don't. I mean, I know it sounds like that, but I don't mean that like they get out there and like, I'm bored, I want to go home. But I think they're exhausted and they're defeated and it, I just think, and then it all falls apart. I mean, I, the only thing that I found was progress yesterday was normally the cap interception early in the game would have derailed the entire game, but yeah. they waited till the Mike Davis fumble to derail the entire game. So at least it's slight progress, I suppose. Um, but it's just, it's, you know, we talk about this week after week, they don't compete. It's not just that they lose. They do not compete in games. They compete for a little while, and then they lose by 18, 20, 17 points, whatever. What was the final score? 40 to 23? 41 to 23? 
something like that. Um, and I like, I can't, I mean, that's where we're at that I'm like, what was the score again? Um, but it's, I think it was 41 to 23 actually, but it's just, it's a disaster. And it's, they, you know, there were times yesterday it was fun to watch, like short times. Kaepernick actually, I think, looked pretty good. Granted, it was against yeah. a pretty horrible Saints defense, but I think he looked good. And so at least that was a little fun fun to watch. Dewan Harris was fun to watch. Ja'Cory Shepard, I mean, who knew? Like, kickoff returner to the stars. I don't know. But he, he was he was a, kind of a fun fun thing. But other than that, they're just, they're just bad. And, you know, I see that a lot of them get skewered on Twitter for celebrating and I get it you know on the one hand like you're one and six well now one and seven you're getting beat and you celebrate but then by the same token I'm like I mean they have nothing to celebrate so I kind of understand when one thing goes well they're like yay I'm gonna dance I don't know I think that you know for and this is here this is the silver lining fan in me but you know, these young kids are getting playing time, and there's something to be said for that because if it was the powerhouse, you know, team that, you know, the 49ers have been in the past, those kids would not be playing. And they're learning lessons out there, and that's part of the, the game, you know? And so they're getting a little bit of a head start, a boost, if you want to say, because they're the young, up-and-coming talent, and they're getting some time on the field, and they're getting snaps, they're getting plays. So, you know, in a sense, you can, like, think, well, that's a good thing, you know? And, yeah, I'm not big on the celebrations when they're so bad, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, they're playing in the NFL, and they're making plays, and I get, you know, that they're, you have to kind of, you know, at that level, when you're competing at the NFL level, you kind of have to have that superstar, I'm above it all mentality. So, I, I don't know, I I think I, more power to them, you know. I, I, I agree with that. And I feel like also, like, as frustrating as it is, is for us, like, these guys go out there every week and they're putting their bodies on the line, and I know they're getting paid handsomely to do it, but it's still got to be hard to go out there having won one game, be on a massive losing streak, and have to go out there and play such a violent game. So if you want to celebrate because you got a first down, good for you. If you want to yeah. celebrate because you <laughs> broke up a pass, even though you probably just didn't, look to see that the pass is being broken up, but you want to put that on you, good for you. Go with it. <laughs> you enjoy it. <laughs> because- 100%. So, yeah, that, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them celebrating. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to celebrate. <laughs> so so think, little to hey, celebrate. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's there's so, so little to celebrate. Um, But, yeah, it is, it is a bad scene out there. And then, of course, there's the argument, which – I also totally get so, and we talk about this all the time, but might as well keep discussing it. Um, you know, Trump Balky does have his philosophy, but he has drafted defensive player after defensive player, and we are the well, run defense, the like the worst in the league. Um, past defense before yesterday, we were seventh in the league, so I don't know exactly where we are at the moment, um, but we, I'm sure we're not. <laughs> We're not not better than seventh, and I were probably worse. Um, but we're giving up f- over 500 yards a game. I shouldn't say we because we don't actually play for the team. But um, but I'll say we because we're fans. But but um, we're giving up over 500 yards a game. I mean, it like what? <laughs> How is that even? 
what is going on? And it's depressing because, and this is why I call this like our little podcast, our little support group here, because, you know, as fans, you know, the probably the one thing that wasn't awful last year was the secondary. And I mm-hmm. really like, and I, I kind of felt this way. Like I thought, okay, you know, just Kwaski Tart's going to have a breakout year and Jimmy Ward and all these kids, you know, and it's going to be just great, you know, and I was talking myself up to it and they're not, you know, they're not horrible, you know, they're not, and they've had injuries and they've had, you know, some setbacks as far as schemes. And then, the whole linebacker situation was a mess. And then, you know, of course, we lost Navarro Bowman. And I really feel like Bulky put all of his eggs in one basket and really just thought that it was going to be a powerhouse defense. And it's sad to see that the 49ers are just, like, the worst at this point. They are. They are. The absolute worst, and they are very far from a powerhouse defense. And, of course, part of that is that Michael Wilhoy, Gerald um, Hodges, and Nick Ballore are not Navarro Bowman. They are not Ray Ray Armstrong, even. So there are, but it's, you know, it is more than that. The, the schemes seem off. They seem confused. They seem out of sorts. They seem out of position all of the time. And that is on the defensive coordinator, which, you know, I hate to say it because I actually think Jim O'Neill seems like a really nice guy, but he's not getting paid to be nice. Um, but they look, they just look confused. I used to, I thought Eric Mangini's defense looked confused at times. That defense was on point <laughs> in comparison to this defense. But they are, I just feel like they're out of position all the time. That They're yeah, completely in the wrong spot. No, yeah, it's just, it's bad. I mean, it's awful. Everything's awful. Everything is awful. awful. Everything. Everything is awful. <laughs> It really, I mean, it really is. It's just, um, it's just a very, very bad scene out there. <laughs> and, um, and I was in the locker room yesterday after the game and, you know, the players are talking and you can see they're frustrated. They're down. It's not fun to lose seven games in a row and get just beat down week after week after week. Um, Eli Harold made a comment that he feels like other teams circle them on the schedule as an easy win and that they have to stop being the laughing stock. Um, but I think the ship has sailed on that one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. And this is like where we are, you know, as fans and it just, you know, it really speaks to like the ownership at this point. I mean, there's a lot of organizations out there that needed like the whole overhaul. I mean, you know, at one point, even, I see a lot of franchises that have gone through this and, you know, the Raiders to some extent have, you know, it took them a while to get back, but they kind of regrouped and it took them years to get that, you know, ship steered in the right path. And we've talked to Amy Trask and we've talked to her about, you know, that team and how to build it and all that stuff. And it just seems like the ownership is completely misguided at this point and, they need to put somebody with football minds and really, you know, right the ship. And it's going to take a while. It's going to take longer than, you know, we probably even want it to be. And it's so sad because thinking that we went to three, you know, NFC championship games and a Super Bowl and come down to this, you know, the worst team in football 
you know, practically. I mean, it's arguable at this point if you want to talk about the Browns. But to me, it's, you know, who cares if we're we're last or second to last at this point, you know? Well, but you know what? We can't do anything right because we're going to lose the first round traffic to the Browns because we have that one win and they're going to have no wins. It's like they can't do anything right. They can't even lose right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But oh, that's so sad. It is really sad. But I, at the end, you're right. And I think fans would feel more comfortable. And, like, I know that it's fans and, you know, ownership can say, well, we own this team. But your fans are what make it work. Um, or we're going to keep you in business. I mean, they'll be in business. But you know what I'm trying to say. Um but I think fans would at least feel better if they felt like ownership was doing something to right the ship. And mm-hmm. it just feels like they're not. And, you know, and a lot of fans have been calling, you know, fire bulky. I don't think it does a lot to fire your GM in the middle of the season. No. All it, I mean, unless you just do it to appease the fans. But it's not going to do a lot for the team. And in some ways, I think it even kind of hurts the team. Right. Um, so at this point, it kind of is what it is. But it's just... A mess, and it's interesting when when we asked Chip, like, are you? Any of the reporters asked Chip, like, are you thinking at all of making changes to the defensive coaching staff? It's he answers no, as if it's like the most incredulous question. <laughs> like, idiot. like why? What are you? What are you insinuating? And I know he did say today that it's a lot of people's fault on the G, on the defense, but I tweeted that's true. I, but I think it's mainly one person's fault for putting a lot of people in position to be at fault, I guess. Sure. Um, and really the buck stops with him, too. I mean, as the overall, like, you know, he's the coach. He's calling the plays. He's, you know, he has the right. You know, everyone you would always, like, pick apart, you know, the great Roman times and, like, then – people would just slam Harbaugh because he had the right to veto those plays, you know? And the same, you know, why don't we hold that same standard, you know, to Chip Kelly? I mean, but we don't, you know, for some reason. I think we're just hanging on, you know, I don't think Chip Kelly is a bad coach. I think he's doing what he can with, you know, a lot of different issues, a lot of different problems. I mean, coaching is just one element of it, and it's a big element. But the talent, the injuries... You know, it's just not there, and you know, I'm—I don't know who could do better. Maybe you know our fave, you know, Jim Harbaugh can do something with it. But other than that, you know, we had a once in a lifetime type of coach in Jim Harbaugh, and um, you know, when he's gone, I, I think that you know changes things altogether. I think we had a a, a window to win the Super Bowl, I think we had a window to win probably two or three. Mm-hmm. And that window is shut. <laughs> and it, like indefinitely. Like quite yeah. so or, we'll see. <laughs> but I think I think what Jim Harbaugh listen, I think this is a bad roster and I don't know that Jim Harbaugh it would be better, but I'm not they wouldn't be like a great team. They wouldn't be yeah. a championship caliber team by any means. But I think what's frustrating about Harbaugh and if, and I think this is why we can't none of us can get over it is we did have, as you say, a once-in-a-lifetime coach, and you're 100% right there. The other thing, though, is if Harbaugh stays, Fangio stays. 
And as much as everybody was down on Greg Roman, don't you wish we had him back? Okay, so by the way, we could have him back because he is looking for a job. But I'm okay with that. But it's but it's fine. But you have but mate, you have someone else come in there, and you probably you probably still have Frank Gore. I think Fra- I don't. Patrick Willis would have retired. Chris Borland would have retired. That wouldn't have changed. I really don't think that would have changed at all. Ray McDonald, Justin Smith would have stayed. Ray McDonald still would have gotten in trouble. Alden Smith. Alden Smith maybe would have still gotten in trouble. I don't know that any of that changes. I don't uh, either, yeah. But I do think, Justin Smith, you're totally right. I think you have Frank Gore. You have a better coaching staff. Um, but, and maybe you draft better, but I don't know because I think that was still bulky. But maybe not because if Harbaugh stays, that means that they figured out a way to work together. Right. And maybe you draft a little better. I don't know. Maybe you maybe free agents want to come to San Francisco be, or Santa Clara because you were going to play for Jim Harbaugh. Just yeah. changes. That's I think what changes. I still think this team wouldn't have not been great, but it would have been a couple eight and eight years with their reload, and as opposed to a go implode and straight rebuild. Um, but it, I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, the ship has sailed, and I agree. It's not. I don't blame Chip for all of this, and I don't think. You can blame Chip for all of this, which is interesting, though, because you do make a good point. And then the other side of that is, like, we all blame Tom Sula. Mm -hmm. And they looked better under Tom Sula. Um, They had Bowman under Tom Sula, but you know what? They didn't look that great when they had Bowman early in the season this year. Um, And I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you know, if they go, like, say they go to Stanford and get Shaw or something like that, and then they get a whole new GM, you know, and... They just, but I mean, it has to start, in my opinion, with the CEO. And this was something I was going to write about. I just haven't had time, but I'll say it on the podcast because you know, this is you know my weekly, you know, venting. Uh huh. You're so your support group. My support group. Totally fair. <laughs> but um, you know, I was going to say this is that you know all these people that bought SBL licenses or SB licenses, and you know, uh, most people that bought them financed them for a, about ten years. And so they put up a big lump sum of money, which is like, you know, atypical for that. These people probably put up a lot of money, put things on their credit cards because they felt, you know, I'm a fan and I'm going to do this. And then um, they're going to finance them for 10 years. So, yes, it built the stadium. Yes, Jed got all that money up front because, you know, He's basically, you pay for an advance of all those seats that you mm-hmm. sold for the next 10 years. So everyone's like, oh, well, boycott that, you know. Well, the only way that that works is if you forfeit your license. So you renege on it and you let that loan go. But that means it hits your credit. You know, just like you're, you default on a house or you default on a car loan. It's the same thing. So I think people, you know, don't necessarily want to do that because I think that they care about their families and don't want to default on a loan because, you know, if that follows you for the next seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people want to do that, but I think some people are doing it. And, you know, what would be really bad is if it got to the point where Jed had to actually sue the 49er fans to oh get that God. money back, you know, that would really be rock bottom when the owner sues. Cause you know, theoretically he could. If, Jed York is suing the fans because they're going back on their PSLs. It's gotten bad. Yeah. That's pretty much like, that's about as rock bottom as an organization. 
can be. I did my 49ers midseason report card last week. I did my video on that. You can all see it on YouTube, but I will spoiler alert. They did get an A in one subject, and that was drama class because they have such an uncanny ability to create drama. So that was the one place where they got an A. So congratulations, guys. Um, but it's just, it's a mess. The organization's a mess. The fans are totally fed up. The stadium is half empty. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't blame anybody. Yeah. And, you know, I'm at the point where I know a lot of, there was a lot of talk about Eric Armstead, you know, being shut down for the season. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that. I mean, he, he's, he looks like he, he's, not even there when he's out yeah. there. So it's like, I'm just like, okay, he's totally absent from the game practically, you know, and he has absolutely no impact whatsoever. You know, let's let's get him on his way to health, you know, at this point, if this is where we put all of our, you know, eggs and, you know, save the eggs, please. <laughs> so I mean, let them all get crushed out uh, there. A hundred percent. I mean, they're a one in seven team going nowhere fast. What is the point of... You know, what is the point of setting him out there week after week just to get hurt? I mean, yesterday he fell down essentially and got hurt, and that's not a knock on him at all. That's just saying, like, it's it's enough. Like, what is the point? I, I don't understand what the point is. I mean, part of me feels like they should just cancel the rest of the season. All anybody's going to do is get hurt. So it would be better for everybody, but I know that the white flag. Yes, wave wave the white flag. Because really, I mean, I know that they can't do that, but you just hate to see anybody get hurt, and it's football. So, you know, you you just hate to see it for this. I just, it just has to suck. And I know it sucks for them, and I know they're trying. I mean, I don't, you know, we talk about how bad the team is, and it is a bad team, but. It's not for lack of trying. I know this team is trying. I don't think that the guys go to practice every day and they're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather be at, I don't know, wherever, doing whatever than being here. I don't think that's the case at all. And of course, they want to win. They just are not in a position to do that. And I, and I don't think they're being put in a good position to do that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, like, where we go from here. And I don't I don't think it's going to get easier. I mean, the the schedule's not pretty and it's I don't think it's gonna get easier and and you said this earlier that you don't think that they are gonna win another game and I'm kind of at that point right now and it's so sad I mean it is really sad laugh at this point like when I see it like it's embarrassing like I'm actually embarrassed to watch but you know what I rock my 49ers jerseys every Sunday and I do whatever I can to still support I mean it's not gonna change my fandom it's just I just wish it were different I don't know It would be great if it were different. It would be great, and you've said this before, and I really think this is the truth. It would just be great if they were competing. I wouldn't even care if they were 1-7 and if I felt like, obviously it's heartbreaking to lose close games, but if they were like in games, then I think you'd you'd have a better feeling about the future. Because you'd be like, all right, they're in games, you bring in a couple good draft picks, a couple good free agency agents, and then this team can really get going. But they're just so far out of every game. Um, or they're in games for a short while and then they're out of them, which that is, a lot of that is coaching. Yeah. 
Um, they, they've we'll just see. messed up on so many fronts, you know. I mean, even what they've done with Colin Kaepernick, it's you know, it's pretty evident, you know, that they both want to they want to split their ways, you know, mm -hmm. and that's just going to happen. So we're back to the drawing board on that whole thing. Meanwhile, Alex Smith is getting an extension, you know, and you're just sitting there like scratching your head, like, how did this happen? Like. How how did we have two you know a quarterback problem you know we were heavy on quarterbacks and we had this and this you know we were so you know heavy on all these people and then it goes to we are completely you know have nobody to play practically um, it's just sad to see the state of affairs of the 49ers but you know it is it'll be a it's gonna be a long road <laughs> it's gonna be a long road and I think ownership is gonna end the CEO we're gonna have to have a moment, a come-to-Jesus moment, if you will, where they decide that something's got to give and that they have to make some changes because that's the only way it's going to change because if they continue to finish every season thinking, that's all right, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and it'll get better, then it's never going to get better. But if yeah. this team goes 1-15, then they, even they have to know. I mean, I really think ownership was able to convince itself last year, well, they were 5-11, and it's not that bad, and we're getting rid of the coach, so it'll be better. When really they were three and thirteen, and they weren't even that good, you know. And I, I think yeah. going one and fifteen, I think rock bottom is what needs to happen to this team for changes to happen. So, so I guess, and I think rock bottom sadly is where we're where we're at. There are they have to play seven more games. Yeah, and the, I think it's telling, you know, as far as, like, the judgment of Jed York and Trent, for that matter, the fact that this is where their judgment was. I mean, they really felt that, you know, their loss, that 8-8 eight eight season, was completely on a def coaching deficit, not the talent. They felt they had all the talent in the world, and they let certain players go, like Frank Gore, and they let, you know, mm -hmm. because they really, you know, believed it was right, you know, and I said this the other day, but, you know, I think Jed York actually believed this was the right thing to do. He, he really wanted to win, and he thought this was how they, the 49ers would win, mm -hmm. and I don't think he wants to lose. I mean, geez, you know, this is his this is his, you know, business, you want to win, so it just, he, it's just a complete lack of judgment, and bad judgment, and, you know, not trusting the right people, and him trusting, you know, or putting too much trust in one area, and that's a problem, and, you know, and I think that, you know, I do think Trent's going to go this, I, he, he has to go, if, you know what, it would be better for Trent, too, I mean, in all, it, every, it's better for everybody, yeah. Like they just everyone needs a clean break. I think Trent will can go somewhere else and he'll get another job. He may not be a GM right away, but he'll get another job somewhere and you know, he may have learned from this and maybe he'll do better somewhere else. But I think it's better for everybody and just like I think it's probably better even though you know it breaks my heart more than anything to say this, like it'll be better for Cap to go. Like it's yeah. just better. Everybody needs a clean I think everyone needs a clean break. And I hope Cap continues to play well so that another team does want to pick him up and he can play somewhere else and he yeah. can do well somewhere else. I mean, we all know how much I love Colin Kaepernick. So, you know, I, I hope that for him. Um, and I hate to see him go, but he's got to go too. They just need a fresh start in a lot of places. Um, and I know a lot of people think maybe Tom Gamble becomes a GM. I actually think they should go out and find someone else entirely or – 
you bring in Tom Gamble, who may be a great GM, and you bring in a pres- you bring in like a football mind, like a consultant maybe, to work with the team. I don't know. They have a they have a fabulous president on the team now. Um, Al Guido's fantastic, so that's a start. So there's yeah, he's good, and he's a trusted person within the York, you know, family, and he's you know he's very driven and he's very loyal. So I mean, I think. Um, and I think he understands, like, even, you know, the emotion of fans. Like, mm-hmm. I think the, he does, and he gets it. Um, but, you know, it's it's going to, you know, I do think they're going to have to bring in some help. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to, you know, I think fans need answers at this point. And um, sometimes change is, like, inevitable. Even though the Yorks didn't want to do it, it had to happen. And it will happen, I'm I, couldn't imagine Balky surviving this season. I just can't. No. Unless something crazy happens and they win the next seven games. Um, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. I, I still stand by. I don't think they win another game all season. 1-15. Oh, yeah, this team will be 1-15. So there's something to look forward to every week, guys. <laughs> um, but we are here for you. We are your 49er fan support group. Yeah, tweet us, tweet us your what you think. <laughs> yes, tweet us your thoughts, and also tweet us because um, you know there's only so many ways to say they're bad. So please tweet us and let us know if there are things you want us to focus on or cover or talk about next week that maybe maybe we're missing because I would I'd love to know that. Um, so please feel free to tweet us that I'm at 49ers Fangirl. Steph is at SoCali Steph. Um, yeah. And we got that. So until next time, and um, make sure to watch my videos this week. If you missed the report card last week, watch it. I think you'll really like it. And if you miss my PSA to running backs in the NFL, watch that too because it'll make you laugh for sure. Um, and that's that's what I got, Steph. I guess we can still end it with a go Niners. Go Niners. <laughs> go Niners. Yeah. To Arizona they go. That should be super duper fun. Yeah. Um, All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.